Boom, shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here with an audio masterclass on Fix This Next. To drop these value bombs, I have brought Mike Michalowicz on the mic. He's the author of Profit First, Clockwork, Surge, The Pumpkin Plan, and his newest release, Fix This Next. By his 35th birthday, Mike had founded and sold two companies, one to private equity and another to a Fortune 500 company, and today he is running his third multi-million dollar venture, Profit First Professionals. Mike is a former small business columnist for the Wall Street Journal and the former business makeover specialist on MSNBC. Over the years, Mike has traveled the globe speaking with thousands of entrepreneurs and is here today to share the best of what he's learned. In Fire Nation, we're going to talk about survival track and why most entrepreneurs stay stuck there and what is the significance of every level of the business hierarchy of needs, as well as best ways for people and businesses to actually get started in today's environment. All of this and more Fire Nation when we get back from thanking our sponsors. The strategies to attract your dream customers when you're just starting out are exactly the same as when you own a multi-million dollar business. And these strategies are waiting for you on my buddy Russell Brunson's new podcast mini-series, Traffic Secrets. Open your podcast app and subscribe to Traffic Secrets now or visit trafficsecretspodcast.com. Don't believe you can actually love what you do for work? Oh, you can. And my good friends and top marketing experts, Nick Unsworth and Brian Delaney, will show you how. Get instant access to their 90-minute training plus seven-figure playbook and resources on how to turn your passion into a profitable business at launchandscalenow.com. Mike, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. What's up, my brothers and sisters? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fire Nation, like, bring it today. <laughs> I am Jack, man. So, uh, hey, it's Mike here, Mike Michalowicz. And one thing a lot of people don't know is Christy Brinkley was a client of mine during her divorce what? from Peter Cook. We did the forensics work and I spent uh, uh, one particular day, I remember spending about three or four hours with her just talking about the evidence around the case. I feel like she really liked your personality. <laughs> you know, I felt that way. I mean, I'm not saying you're not you're not a good-looking guy because you are, but I feel like she was more drawn towards your personality. Yeah, she's like, this guy's just amazing. Yeah, like, this is so yeah, funny. No, none, none of that. Um, she was like, just the facts, just the facts. <laughs> and uh, also, it was interesting is how tall she is. I, I, when I, we arrived, we, we met at her law firm, and uh, there was an elevator. It was in New York City. Uh, and I was just getting in the elevator by chance. Her limo pulls up and she walks right in. So it's just me and her in the elevator. So that's my first introduction. I had to, I had to look up at her. And you're on a short guy. I'm 6'1". And she was, had high heels on. She must have been six one and a half with those <laughs> heels. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's intimidating. <laughs> Man, I just love your stories. I could hear them all day. One thing I do actually honestly miss is the fact I can't hear them in person because you know, you're not visiting me in Puerto Rico these days. What's going on? I know, I know. Dude, we had a blast down there. So your house is beautiful. I'll Aww. never forget you. I I, just take, I asked Kate if I could take pictures of your door because <laughs> the door, the entry. I've never seen a door as magnificent and modern, but beautiful and 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 wood like like you have. So I, I was actually photographing and videotaping your door, and then those views are breathtaking. Oh, it's the views. Ending the day, you know, enjoying sipping on some cognac and bourbon <laughs> with you it was just. 
It was just such a great experience, man. I appreciate you. It was so cool. It was a blast. And, you know, I really just enjoyed having you and just some other incredible entrepreneurs down to the crib hanging out and, you know, just kind of talking the talk, walking the walk. What's interesting was that a lot of the conversations we had then, you know, are actually very applicable now because, you know, we talked about like a lot of things like, hey, what happens if certain spigots get turned off? And lo and behold, you know, none of us knew what was going to happen with COVID and Corona. But, you know, here we are today. And it is super, super helpful to kind of go back, look at my notes, recall those conversations. And that kind of is the reason why I reached out to you and said, hey, I need to bring you on because this is actually great timing for you to come on and share your latest project, which is Fix This Next. I mean, you've dropped unbelievable value over the years, and I mean years and years and years, with past books. We're talking Profit First, Clockwork, Surge, The Pumpkin Plan, The Toilet Paper Entrepreneur. I mean, I'm going way back there. You might not even remember this. I've told you this once or twice in person, but I this is back when I was a commercial broker. I can remember so clearly I picked up the toilet paper entrepreneur <laughs> when I went on a vacation with my family. And it was the first vacation that Kate and I went on together. She came with me and my family. We yep. were in Cancun. I'm on the beach reading the book. And I was just like, huh, he just makes it seem like it's possible. And I was just like, what? And then like I've read every one of your books since. They're all awesome. I mean, I think The Pumpkin Plan is another like just super amazing book that a lot of people in, in, in Fire Nation, you may not have read that book, The Pumpkin Plan, but go and read that. There's some great stories and some great takeaways there, and I love it all. And now you are focused on your new project, which is Fix This Next. So let's kind of dive into it. Let me hand the mic over yeah. to you. Break down the thesis. What's this all about? You know, I've had a chance, John, to talk with, I, I can't even count how many entrepreneurs, I regularly ask, you know, what, what's the challenge you're facing? What's yeah. the need you have? And, and, and it's, it's shoot from the hip or honestly, they don't know. And you can ask the same person the same question three times in one day and they'll give you three different answers. So my conclusion, and this was my behavior too. My conclusion is the biggest challenge entrepreneurs have is knowing what their biggest challenge is. It's, it, it's, it, it's rushing to the apparent without consideration for the impactful in our business. Mm. So that's the thesis of Fix This Next, is that the biggest challenge entrepreneurs have is knowing their biggest challenge is. Therefore, we need a system, a compass, to pinpoint what we need to work on. So I spent, and I do this with all my books, it takes me about five years of research, testing, <laughs> development, so and writing. Long. I know, I know. I know, it's like the antithesis of uh, of efficiency. But it, it it's a labor of love and commitment. And um, what I what I feel I've done as I've deconstructed the DNA of all organizations, that there's this common thread between your company and mine and everyone listening in and the entire globe of businesses. And once you understand the DNA, there is a structure to it where you can then pinpoint this is where the defect is or where, where the problem is or the opportunity. Address it, resolve it, and then go through a cycle of questions to identify where the next issue is that you need to fix next, resolve it, and repeat but this this process of working on the one impactful thing and then the next, now you become very deliberate marching toward your vision. Let's be honest, because right now, a lot of entrepreneurs are in survival mode. I mean, oh, yeah. these are crazy times. These are unprecedented times. You know, a lot of people are rightfully so freaking out. You know, we don't know what's going to happen yeah. tomorrow, let alone next week, next month, next year. I mean, you know, we're all doing our best here. We're all coming together as a society, as a country, as a world. But there's only yeah. so much you can do, you know, when you're dealing with something like this. So you have something that you kind of really dive deep into within Fix This Next that's called the survival track. So what is the survival track and how can Fire Nation apply it to our lives right now? 
Yeah. So the survival trap is a response we have when we're in crisis. As I was preparing this book, I was considering more what I call micro crisis, where a competitor comes up and starts taking customers. Right. You have an internal employee, a critical person leaving. But there's also macro crisis that triggers micro crisis, right? So we have this massive economic shift flushing through the system and small businesses are getting punched in the face and going on this spinning trajectory. So a micro crisis is being invoked by a macro crisis. The survival trap is where we react to it by escaping the immediate situation without consideration for the longer term impact. For example, if you take a piece of paper right now and you write the letter A on it right in the center Mm -hmm. and you put a circle around the letter A, that's immediate crisis or challenge or even opportunity, but it's the immediate situation. You can draw an arrow in any direction. So you can draw one up and that's an escape path or you can draw one down or one to the left or one to the right or one on an angle. What this is, is say say like right now I'm losing sales. So the arrow up may be, let's run a 50% discount off of everything. The arrow to the left is, let's hire a Rainmaker. Uh, the arrow down is, let's pre-sell stuff and have people give us, you know, buy gift certificates or equivalent. Okay. Well, all those are directions out of the current area. But now, draw the letter B in the bottom left corner of that paper. So B in a circle around it. I suspect of all those arrows you drew, Few or perhaps none of them are pointing to B, but B is the area where your business must move to, to improve itself, to sustain, to grow. So crisis, the survival trap is where we look at a crisis and consider the escape, but not the direction to healing or improvement of our business. So in Fix This Next, I talk about why survival is often a reactionary and damaging situation. Some of those arrows are actually maybe pointing away, taking you further away from the improvement of your organization, the point B. So we have to know where A is, where are we today? We have to know where B is, where are we headed? And then when we consider the options to remove ourselves from point A is also, is it in alignment with moving us to point B? So one thing that kind of pops up for me, and I'd love for you maybe to kind of expound upon, you know, the scenarios here is, you know, I mean, A, you know, Blockbuster identified the fact that like, hey, Netflix, they're coming up, they're taking some of our of our sales, but you know, they didn't actually create that letter B and move towards it, or at least not fast enough. And right. we all know what happened, you know, hotels with Airbnb and Borders bookstores with Amazon, like what's could have been examples that like companies like that, or even of course, you know, for Fire Nation, we're typically much more, you know, smaller businesses than that, of course, but you know, we can kind of follow that model and move towards B instead of just like, you know, going for those quick fixes that, you know, a lot of these bigger companies did and failed. What they failed to do as big companies and small companies do too, is understand their core delivery. Most companies think it's an end thing when it's actually an end emotion. So you, you know, Entrepreneurs on fire, entrepreneur on fire, you're delivering um, a, a motion of confidence, of direct, you know, direction. Um, I may be doing something similar with the books I write. Um, a, uh, a circus, just a random thing, may be delivering joy. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, big time. Right? So we, we just think of what we deliver. But then we look at that core deliverable and we say, under the new circumstances, and there's always changed circumstances, what's the new packaging to deliver on it? You know, there's, there's restaurants that are shut down right now. Mm-hmm. They they deliver a convenience of food um, for, for people. But what we have to look at is you can no longer deliver it in the way you did. So I use a technique called one step back. I say, well, right before I deliver that food to the table w- w- and put it on the table, what do I do? Well, I carry it to the table. Okay, so carry out or delivery is, is another option, something a lot of people are considering. But before I carry the food out to the table, what do I do? Well, I prepare in the kitchen. 
okay, the the process of preparation, maybe I can film that and now sell to my clientele the, the 10 most popular dishes that they can buy the recipes and the training on that. But what happens right before that? Well, I procure the raw ingredients, the meats and the vegetables. Well, maybe I can sell the raw ingredients now as opposed to the end product. So we look one step back and you see there's always micro deliveries bring us to the end delivery. Th- these big companies, uh, Blockbuster and so forth, they were just saying, oh, we make – you know, we, we deliver movies at our store and you can get 100 copies. Therefore, a movie's already always there. What they were delivering was actually convenience and accessibility. They made movies accessible. Netflix then made them accessible in a new way. What Blockbuster should have done is said, what's the newest form of accessibility? How do we deliver at a higher level as opposed to staying entrenched in where they are? And that's what I see small businesses doing right now. There, there's change afoot and, and the businesses aren't changing. They're staying stuck. They're saying, well, we're going to stay the blockbuster way, and they're going to get crushed. We need to repackage our offering, but deliver that core competency, that core emotion we've always been delivering. I love this one step back philosophy in Fire Nation. This is something you can be doing right now as Mike and I are chatting is like just in your mind be like, well, what's one step back? And then what's one step yeah. back? And like literally get active. And what popped up in my mind randomly because you were using the example of like a restaurant is I have my favorite restaurant, you know, like 50 yards from where we're sitting right now. It's called Cafe de la Plaza. They're an Italian restaurant right here in Palmas del Mar. They're amazing. They make this spicy calamari that I've never had anywhere else. Oh. It's so good. It's so amazing. I'm- I'm salivating. It's it's so good. And guess what? I miss it so much. And I would go there, you know, probably once, you know, every week or two just for that and just to have that. So I would be, you know, a huge patron of theirs, but I can't do that now. They've actually completely closed down um, just for various reasons. And, you know, let's be honest, like if they could step up right now, and they would be maybe releasing videos on how I can make this at home and do this and do that, then like, what do you think is going to happen? Like my know, like, and trust, you know, my love for them is going to grow. Exactly. And, and they, they can be turning this into some form of things where like now they're telling me, you know, like where I can go to get the actual calamari and buy it. And maybe I'm using their referral code. So they're actually still generating revenue in this time when most other businesses like theirs are generating no revenue. And they're at least able to keep the lights on and keep that that door open, so to speak, or, you know, that runway open, at least when it comes to when things get back to normal a little bit, they'll still be able to open doors and say, okay, we're open for business. And one thing that you talk a lot about in Me Too is, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I'm a big fan of that. It's just part of life. And we need, as humans, need to realize that that plays a huge role in everything that we do. You talk about the business hierarchy of needs. So how do those two connect? Yeah, they're directly related. Of course, so Maslow, just for anyone that's not familiar with that, Maslow is a study of human needs based upon a sequence of needs. And there's a foundational requirement we have. And only once that's satisfied can we go to higher level needs. But if a base is ever compromised, we have to revert to it. So Maslow said like, the base level need for all of humanity is physiological needs. We need to breathe air. We need to drink water. We need to wear compression socks. <laughs> That's an inside joke. Um, <laughs> As we're both wearing compression socks right now. We're both wearing compression socks right now. <laughs> and then above above the physiological needs, we have uh, the need for safety. So shelter, um, insulation, pr- uh, warmth. And then you go higher to uh, belonging, which is the sense of relationships, and all the way up to self-actualization. But what, what Maslow argued is uh, you know we can be self-actualizing, and, and there's an argument that's what we're doing right now. We're talking intellectually about businesses, how business can be of greater service, and so forth. But if I'm eating a hamburger right now and I start choking on that hamburger, I am neurologically wired to revert to my base. I must get this out of my throat or yeah. I'm going to die. Right. Well, our businesses have a business hierarchy of needs. There is a, 
creation of oxygen for all businesses all the way up to its equivalent to self-actualization. Let me tell you the big difference, and I'll explain the business hierarchy of needs. The great difference is the business hierarchy of needs is something we're not neurologically wired into. I am neurologically wired into my Maslow hierarchy just as much as you are, John. And so when when we are choking or or we we are at risk of harm because we don't have shelter, we automatically biologically respond accordingly. But our business, we don't. We're not biologically connected. And you hear business owners constantly saying, I trust my gut, my instinct says this. And it's like, well, you're not wired into your business. Your instinct could be wrong. Mm. It's a beacon, but we need empirical data to back this up. And we need to have an empirical understanding of, of the DNA of a business. Well, here's the business hierarchy of needs. Foundationally, the oxygen for a business, the physiological need is sales. Sales is the creation of cash. Without it, you have no oxygen, you're out of business. But immediately above that, resting on that is profitability. Profitability is the creation of stability, meaning my business is on shaky ground unless there's a retention of cash because then I have a runway. When when there's ebbs and flows in cash flow, creation of cash, um, I have stability. I can make prudent decisions. You see it right now. Businesses that are not profitable are doing desperate response moves and they're spinning out of business faster. Well, the next level above profit is order. That's the creation of efficiency where the business can operate as optimal level where there is no dependency on the owner. That's the ultimate asset test. We have a choice to leave our business and the business continues to grow. That's the efficiency level. But you can only achieve that when you have stability in your organization, fiscal stability, profit. And you only have fiscal stability when you have sales, the creation of cash in the first place. Well, above order, we have impact. Impact is the creation of transformation. This is where our business is not about the commodity we offer, the transaction. We're about the impact beyond the transaction. That's what your your podcast does. That's what Harley Davidson does with motorcycles. You can buy a motorcycle anywhere, but if you buy a Harley Davidson, now you belong to a family. You are part of a movement. If you listen to this podcast, you are being served and your life is being shifted as long as you act upon it. And then the highest level is called legacy. Legacy is the creation of permanence. This is where the business, when we ultimately realize we were never really business owners, we were business stewards, that we've brought life to something, and now we have this responsibility, if we feel called, to let the business live on into perpetuity in our absence to continue to be of service. So these are the five levels. And just like Maslow's hierarchy, you can be living at the legacy level. Uh, you could be uh, of having you know great impact in serving the world, but if your sales are compromised, your business is suffocating. We need to immediately revert to it, strengthen the sales, and then start climbing climbing back up the business hierarchy of needs. I mean, Fire Nation, value bomb after value bomb. I mean, I just love how Mike breaks this down. And even though this is an audio-only podcast, like the visuals in my mind are just popping up and I'm like seeing this hierarchy of needs actually form. And we have some amazing, amazing knowledge and value bombs coming up as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. Picture this. You've just figured out how to turn your passion into a profitable business. You love what you do for work. You're impacting the world and you have the freedom to enjoy your life the way you want to. Want to learn how to get there? My good friends and top marketing experts, Nick Unsworth and Brian Delaney, created a free training where they're sharing exactly how you can launch and scale your expertise to the world, quickly create and launch the perfect high fee offer, and the exact steps to create a sales funnel right 
right out of the gate. Plus, when you sign up today, you'll also gain access to their seven-figure playbook free. Inside their playbook, you'll find brand new funnels, scripts, and word-for-word copy that they've used to help their clients generate seven and even eight figures in revenue. That means you don't have to start from scratch or recreate the wheel when it comes to a solid start in your marketing strategy. Visit launchandscalenow.com today to sign up for their free training. That's launchandscalenow.com. What if I told you that the strategies to attract your dream customers when you're just starting out are exactly the same as when you own a multi-million dollar business? My buddy Russell Brunson has grown ClickFunnels into one of the fastest growing non-VC-backed SaaS companies in the world, so you know the strategies he's using to attract his dream customers are working very well. So how does this help you? He just released a new podcast mini-series called Traffic Secrets to share the exact strategies he uses and that you can use too. Throughout his 20 power-packed episodes, Russell teaches you how to identify your dream customers, find where they're already hanging out, and get direct access to them no matter your budget. These and many more strategies are the exact strategies that Russell uses to bootstrap his business into a $100 million a year empire, and they're the same traffic-driving strategies he uses today to draw people into his world, generate leads, and make sales. These secrets are so powerful, Fire Nation. Open your podcast app and subscribe to Traffic Secrets now, or visit trafficsecretspodcast.com. So, Mike, before the break, we were talking about that business hierarchy of needs. Let's talk about layers within this hierarchy. Break that down for us. Yeah. So within the the five levels of the business hierarchy of needs, there are what's called core needs. So every level, there's five core needs. And I, I've defined this as basically the DNA that makes up all business. Like if you look, John, at me and you from the outside, you can distinguish who's John and who's Mike. Yeah. But if you if you take us apart, if you peel back the skin, and that's pretty grotesque, but if you peel back <laughs> the skin <laughs> and take off the compression socks, you realize... <laughs> and shave your beard. You need to shave your beard. Too. And, shave, and shave the beard. That, <laughs> that the essence of the makeup of you and me and all of humanity is the same. So when you take away the outside skin, the gender, the, the height of people or the weight or something, you realize we're made up the same way. Yeah. Like no, no doctor comes to... If I was having a heart attack, a doctor doesn't come to me and say, hey, is your heart in your foot or do you keep yours in your ear? <laughs> no, go for the chest. That's where it is in all of humanity. Well, businesses, when you peel back the skin of a business, business, the essence of all organizations is the same. We have to attract prospects. We need to make them customers. We need to deliver on our commitments. They need to deliver on their commitments of paying us. We need to have sustainability. We need to control our debt. And and this continues on and on. Well, these elements are called the the core needs. Within an organization, there's 25 core needs, the consistent makeup or DNA sequencing of all businesses. The process we do is we just simply ask ourselves – of these core needs, which ones are being satisfied and which ones are not. So you go through the five core needs of sales. For example, one's called lifestyle congruence, one's called attracting prospects, another one's called converting, and so forth. You simply say, are we adequately satisfying this to support this level and the need above it? Once you say yes to it, you check it off. And if you say no, it's unsatisfied, you leave it blank. You go through all 25 needs, and then what we do is we go back to always the base, just like Maslow's hierarchy. The base needs to be satisfied first. If there's any unsatisfied need within a base level, sales being first, then profit, that's the thing we must focus on next. So these 25 core needs are a way to refine to the one vital need we must solve. Everything else is of importance, but it is not the most important, impactful thing. Serve that vital need, resolve it, then go through a sequence of these 25 questions again to find where your next core need is being unserved. That becomes a vital need. Serve it and continue on. This will put one step in front of the other, one step in front of the other, and so forth. And you'll march forward toward that point B 
in your vision. And that's what I love what you do within all these books that you've created. It's like you're literally just peeling back that onion one layer at a time and you're taking a step by step. Mike is a process-driven human being, Fire Nation, and he puts you in his process. He doesn't overwhelm you dropping everything on you at once. It's a step by step. It's a guide every step of that process. And now that you've dropped these value bombs, Mike, how can Fire Nation actually use this knowledge on a day-to-day basis? The real simple thing, and and I guinea pig this stuff, JLD, on my own businesses. Um, so I have the business hierarchy of needs, uh, a little printout, and you can get in the book or you can search on the internet and find it. But I put that right above my desk. And the idea is between every action, there's a reaction. The problem is in small business, there's often a missing step, which is consideration. There should be an action, consideration, reaction. So when that email comes in or that problem presents itself, Many business owners quickly just pull out the fire extinguisher, spritz a little (laughs) extinguisher on it, and they run on to the next thing. But really what we need to do is when something happens, we have to consider where does this fall within my current hierarchy of needs for my business? Is this something that really needs to be addressed immediately and supersedes other things? Or if I do address it and supersede other things, does it actually deter me from moving in the right direction? And so by simply having that pause and evaluating these 25 core needs within the business hierarchy of needs, you will know if you're moving toward point B or if you're simply taking an arrow escaping point A. So I'm a big person when it comes to action fire nation to be like, okay, I'm an action oriented person. So when something comes in, let me take action on this, which of course can be a reaction at some point. But I love how Mike breaks it down. You've got to insert that consideration phase in the middle that's going to really behoove you and your business. And when you know you make one consideration, you might be like, oh, that didn't just like change my business all overnight. But it's all of these considerations you're going to make on all of these decisions before you just react that's going to compound, that's going to add up, and it's going to really change the entire philosophy and just the reality of your business. So Fire Nation are also action takers, Mike. So how can Fire Nation get started with all this jazz today? I started uh, a domain or a website that will give you results probably within three to four minutes. It's Whoa. called Fix This Next. So you go to fixthisnext.com and we took from the book the evaluation on there online now. So you just click and answer yes, no to these 25 questions and it will come back with an immediate report. You don't even need to download it. It just comes right up on the screen and says, here's your challenge. Stay concentrated in this area until you resolve it. Then once you have that resolved, and some of these some of these challenges can be resolved with just yeah. effort over 20, 30 minutes, you so know? True. Other ones take longer. Then you go through the evaluation again. So that's available right now at fixthisnext.com. So Mike, you've dropped a ton of value on our heads today, but I love just giving the mic back to you right now. Give us one key takeaway. What's one thing you really want to make sure that Fire Nation takes away from everything that we chatted about today? Then give us any call to action or farewell that you want, and then we'll say goodbye. Here's the thing I want you to know is the world is dependent upon you. And I am sorry that the world punched us all in the face mm-hmm. with this with this crisis. And the world turns around right after punching us in the face with our bloody nose and says, oh, and by the way, you have to save us. Yeah. Um, but you know what? That's the, that's the God honest situation here. So damn it, small business owners, we have a responsibility right now. You have to make your business successful. And I know different governments and so forth are trying to give handouts and help outs. But if your business is fundamentally flawed, any kind of Band-Aid will only be a temporary uh, salve. It's not going to solve your business. We need to take the right actions immediately. So evaluate your business. Be very deliberate in taking the right steps forward. I hope Fix This Next is a tool for you. But just understand the world needs you. So here's my goodbye. I want you, small business owner, to stand up, 
step forward and let's kick some ass. Yes. Yes. I love it. You can see why I love bringing Mike on the Mike Fire Nation because he just brings the energy. He brings the fire, but he also brings the straight up value. And you know this, Fire Nation. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with MM and JLD so far today. So keep up that heat. And if you head over to eofire.com, type Mike, M-I-K-E, in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything we talked about today, plus the past episodes he's been on and they were all straight fire. And of course, the strong call to action for you, Fire Nation, is visit fixthisnext.com. Take that three to four minute evaluation, see what your next step is, and you'll be ready to ignite. Mike, thank you for sharing your truth, your value, your knowledge with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we will catch you on the flip side. Thanks, JLD. Hey, Fire Nation, today's value bomb content was brought to you by Mike. And have you ever considered creating and running your own mastermind? Well, if you did, guess what? I have a free course for you that will help you do just that. It includes a two-hour training with Tony Robbins. Visit mastermindonfire.com and I'll catch you there, Fire Nation, or I'll catch you on the flip side. The strategies to attract your dream customers when you're just starting out are exactly the same as when you own a multi-million dollar business. And these strategies are waiting for you on my buddy Russell Brunson's new podcast miniseries, Traffic Secrets. Open your podcast app and subscribe to Traffic Secrets now or visit trafficsecretspodcast.com. Don't believe you can actually love what you do for work? Oh, you can. And my good friends and top marketing experts, Nick Unsworth and Brian Delaney, will show you how. Get instant access to their 90-minute training plus seven-figure playbook and resources on how to turn your passion into a profitable business at launchandscalenow.com.